What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode number 95 of the Brain Body Resilience Podcast. I'm your host, JPB. Let's get into this. I recently watched an episode of John Oliver, and it was all about the rise in anxiety and depression during and throughout the pandemic and how our mental health care system is failing. And one of the uh, people that he had interviewed on there said that the best advice that he received in lieu of available health care was to suck it up buttercup. And I see that very much in line with the theme we have of just kind of pretending like things don't affect us, pretending like the experiences we have don't affect how we are able to see the world around us and ourselves after that. And it's, it's a huge problem. I am really grateful for this episode because it, it kind of reminded me that mental health is not in the forefront of everyone's mind still. Um, I also read a book recently called Cultish, the language of fanaticism. It was very interesting. And Parts of it touched on a lot of the language we use in in the wellness world and the workout um, fitness industry, diet industry, kind of all of these things that are popping up as the need for care, health care, mental health care, wellness, self-care, all of these things that we don't understand because we haven't grown up with them because we don't acknowledge them. There's a need for them. And, and so there are, these needs are being filled by someone and it's not always great. So I wanted to touch all of these kind of gave me some thoughts that I will share with you now today. So it made me think about how the language we use applies to our perception of stress and our capacity to choose how we then interact with it. In the wellness space in particular, because that's where I find myself, I see a lot of language that places the blame on you, the individual. And this can get complex really quick because while your life, you, your health, your wellness, you and your daily things are your responsibility, there are things outside of your control that just the right mindset won't fix, like the lack of access to mental health care, or our overall failing medical system, uh, the recent and ongoing pandemic, racism, sexism, Protestant capitalism, just to name a few of the things that we are navigating daily. So there are a lot of layers and a lot of complexity, and we like to think about things in binary. It's good or it's bad, it's my responsibility or it's someone else's fault, and rarely is it that simple. There are a lot of layers, a lot of complexity, and a lot of factors building what actually is happening. And so when we're told that you just need to stay positive and do the one perfect sequence of events that at the exact right time in your day, and this will make everything better, 
and then you try really hard to follow those steps and nothing is then magically better, this leaves us feeling at fault and then defeated. So again, if you've been here for some time, you've heard me say it, I'll say it again, I will continue to say it, there's nothing wrong with you. Your brain and nervous system have shaped themselves and you according to your life's experiences. Stress, anxiety, depression, overwhelm, not your fault. In reality, there are so many factors, including your childhood development years, your, you know, how your systems were first patterned, how you learned to be in the world, your learned levels of safety and coping skills or lack of. And as a base, that's what you're starting from. And then we go into the resources that you have within yourself that you have learned along the way, the community that you're surrounded by, your support systems. These are all factors in our overall well-being. And we have to stop pretending like our mental health is separate from our physical health or less important somehow. All of these things impact us. And so with this reminder that I got from watching that John Oliver episode, it was much needed for me. It's a reminder that not everyone is talking about mental health because I do forget. I talk about it all the time. Uh, Someone told me the other day that I have challenged them over time, over the time that we've been friends to think about different types of things, to think about things in, in a different way. And then they said, you probably challenge everyone you meet. And at first I was like, wait, am I, I, I had a lot of thoughts about it, but ultimately I am honored. And it's one of the best compliments I could receive. I'm so grateful. And anyway, the, the point being in that is that I will talk your ear off about these things. And the things that these are the things that I choose to pay attention to and learn about, because they align with my values and beliefs. And that's what we all do. And so I hear about nervous system regulation and mental health care and how to navigate stress and anxiety all of the time. These are the things that I'm learning about. These are the things that I'm listening to people, you know, researchers and doctors and other and clinicians and people who are doing other types of work that inform my work. Those are the things I'm paying attention to. And I forget that not everyone is doing that. So it's nice to have the reminder that I need to keep talking about it and keep helping in the ways that I can, because it is still not a daily consideration for everyone and it needs to be. If you are alive and you are human, your mental health needs to be a priority. Not just when you are in crisis, but every single day so that you don't get to crisis as easily and so that you can build the tools to navigate the stresses and worries that come with being alive in the world that we are in. There's a lot of bad shit. There's a lot of awful things happening. There are a lot of things that don't make any sense. The world, it feels like it's upside down. That's what it is right now. And so we have to be able to learn how to navigate within that until we can make it better. I was reading an article this last week. um, And here's a little piece of that. It says, stress does not have to rule us. Stress should not be allowed to prevent us from doing what we want or need to do. Instead, stress should be an enabler and drive us forward to build what we want and take on challenges that will allow us to grow. There should be no excuse to hide from stress or become overwhelmed by it. And there is one piece that stands out to me. It's that last part. There should be no excuse to hide from stress or become overwhelmed by it. 
Well, dear author, whom I will not be revisiting, when we deny the existence of mental health and do not provide care or education around it, it may not be hiding or making excuses. Maybe we just don't know what the fuck to do. And that's why we can, you know, that's all we can do in those moments is try to make it go away, hide from it and end up overwhelmed. Now, when we know what to do, and we're just not doing it, that's a whole other issue. And we all do it sometimes. But this is a choice we make. And how we choose to show up for ourselves has a lot to do with the relationship that we've built with ourselves over our lifetime. And that has to do with how we were modeled those things when we were young, our levels of safety, again, a lot of complexity, a lot of layers. And the incredible thing there is that we can choose something different in any moment. If what we are currently doing isn't getting us the result that we want, it may not be easy. And you may need to dig into some old shit with a therapist and it may or definitely will take a long time, but, or just time, but you, my friend are worth it. And that time is passing anyways. So here is your reminder that stress or rather the perception of stressors can be managed. And there are ways to do this. Let's talk about a couple of things here. Preparation. This increases our sense of control and improves our confidence that we can deal with the challenge at hand. So if we are prepared, which means a lot of different things in a lot of different situations. And to me, I think about my expectations. I have expectations of of stress, of failure, of worry. So what am I going to do when those things arise? I have a plan in place, not expecting them all the time, but we're human. It happens. So then how do I interact with that? And then relaxation is also a tool to reduce anxiety and restore our focus. And this is something that I talk a lot about, but relaxation is not the same as self-regulation. And we want to make sure that we are not chasing relaxation to the point where we are just pushing away the stress and the worries and not actually interacting with them or or dealing with them so that we can learn from them. Another tool being meditation or mindful movement like yoga, stretching, walking in nature, breathing exercises, and again, not chasing that biofeedback uh, relaxation state. We're not looking for a certain place to be because our state of being changes all day, every day and in the days and weeks. But when we are doing all of these things and we're maintaining our physical health, eating a balanced diet, getting movement, getting exercise, this facilitates mental well-being. And we know that exercise doesn't have to be like I share a lot of my my exercise on on the interwebs if you ever see me there. I post a lot about um, my lifting journey. I started um, doing some lifting last year. I started doing programming for that, which is the first time I've really done a lot with weightlifting and I love it. It's, it's awesome. And um, so I continue to do it, but exercise doesn't have to look like anything specific. We know that um, studies have shown us that just even walking around 4,600 steps a day is optimal for mood and cognitive benefit. And most Americans fall short of that. 4,600 steps is about two miles-ish. So if we are using these tools, they're going to help us. If we're not, they don't. Another thing is uh, practicing underused senses like sound 
And this can heighten our sense of awareness and then promote that mindfulness to pay attention to what our body is telling us, what our stress is trying to show us. And again, a note here, we want to make sure that we're not ignoring what our stress is trying to tell us in an attempt to make it go away. Stress is a biologically adaptive tool, and it's here to help us learn. So taking the time to learn from it so we don't have to keep repeating the same lessons over and over again is key. So a few uh, things we can do here to manage our stress, manage our perception of our stress, is being prepared, managing our expectations, and then having a plan for how we will engage in the things that come up. Practicing relaxation, but knowing that that's not our only tool. Practicing meditation, mindful movement, getting in our daily steps and activity, moving your body around, using our underused senses, like really tuning into sound. What can you hear? I know we talked about this last week. What can you hear? What is the first thing you hear? What's the last thing you hear? What is close? What is far away? What are sounds kind of within your body? What's outside of your body? All of these little uh, details that we so often overlook and don't pay attention to. And then we're not attuned to ourselves because of that. And another way to manage our stress is to reframe our perception of it. I wanted to throw this in here because uh, it's one of my favorite things from, there have been a lot of studies on this, but Kelly McGonigal, Dr. Kelly McGonigal talks about this in her, I think it's the upside of stress uh, book. And they, they run tests. She's a researcher at Stanford University and they run tests on stress mindset. So rather than using it as an unwelcome and, or rather than seeing stress as an unwelcome and, and, um, intrusive thing that we need to push away and avoid, uh, we can view stress as our opportunity for development and learning and an opportunity to thrive and rise to the challenge. So stress can be the motivation to perform at, perform at our very best when we adapt a growth mindset. And this isn't, again, just about like thinking positive and pretending like everything's okay. Dr. McGonagall's studies have shown that when they take biomarkers like hormone levels in blood, after doing these tests on stress mind, mindset and who views it poorly and who, who views it as a challenge and an opportunity, there are differences in the hormone, the stress hormones that are available and which ones can be more beneficial according to the way that we are thinking about it. Because we know that our thoughts have cascading, cascading, I can't talk, which is unfortunate when I am recording the podcast. Our thoughts have a cascading physiological effect. And so the way that we believe something affects us, that actually affects us. So that's another thing to just be mindful of how we are viewing stress. If we're walking around talking about how much it's killing us, we might want to change that. Um, And when we're talking about these things like meditation and mindfulness, there isn't one specific way to do this. Mindfulness can be just paying attention to our breath, which I talk about a lot, and then focusing on different areas of the body. How do we feel? What is our body trying to tell us? And then Understanding, again, having the expectation that distractions are going to come. Your mind is going to wander. And then after that, when you notice it, just go back to the thing that you were paying attention to. Go back to your breath. Go back to that body part. That is, that's the whole thing. 
We're not trying to never have a thought come through our head. We're just trying to train our focus and be able to notice when our thoughts have strayed and then go back to the thing that we want to be focusing on. And we have, you know, studies have, there are so many studies now and evidence from functional magnetic resonance imaging from MRI studies, imaging studies that have found that um, body scan meditations and different types of mindfulness meditation increases brain activity that's that's linked to awareness in the present moment and focus and stress reduction. So again, just paying attention is so huge and being intentional, attention and intention and awareness will take us a long ways. So wrapping this up, I know there was, there was a lot in there, in there. So I'm going to try and wrap it in a bow here for you. While you are not to blame for the trauma that shaped you or the systems that are currently trying their best to keep you in survival mode, you are responsible for your health. It is your responsibility. You are your responsibility. It is your responsibility to focus on what it is that you can control and then work with that. We want to pay attention to the language around us. If someone is telling us that there is run one right way or that we're just not trying hard enough. We don't have the right mindset. We just need to be more positive, things like that. These are signs that there's a lot of information missing in that, and it may not be completely useful. Stress is not all bad. It is here to teach us how to grow, how to adapt, and we get to choose what to do with that. Mental health issues are normal, just like physical health issues are normal. And when we take care of ourselves daily, we are less likely to end up with major issues that have built up over time because we haven't addressed them. And so my challenge to you this week is to notice how well you shift back and forth between stress and relaxation, excitement, calm, anxiety, whatever other feelings and states of being you have, because we are human and meant to experience them all and then not get stuck in one place. So that attention and awareness will help us to see if we are getting stuck in certain places, and then we can start to get curious about what's going on there. As always, I am so grateful that you are here. If you found this episode useful, share it with a friend and let me know what resonated with you. That is it for today. I hope you have a beautiful day. Cheers and lots of love to you this week. Until next time, peace out.